Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. Hey, welcome back to Hot Laps. We are on lap 19. Uh, Had a little hiatus. Yeah, we were trying to get some vacation time in. That didn't really work out. So we're yeah, man. We're just trying to get caught up. It's like a plane coming out of thirty thousand feet, right straight to the ground. That was our vacation. Uh, Shane, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Shane. Steve. I'm Steve. And I'm Chris. And we have with us Captain Chaos. A lot of you might have seen him in dun, dun, dun. might have seen him in Catamall Run. All I right. love his work there. Good job. Yeah, the movie, I mean. Yeah. So Patrick's with Hello us. Hello today, guys. You smell terrific. Mm. <laughs> Patrick's with us today to uh, add some extra humor. Normally, we kick this thing off with an intro question, but I'm going to change it up a little bit and do a kickoff update since we haven't been around in a while. And we've posted some videos on YouTube of some things that we're working on. Yep. And no better person to ask what the updates are than you, mm. since you're with us. Um, I want to try to get an idea and let the listeners and viewers get an idea of what the heck is going on with your Mustang. A whole lot of nothing right now. Um the suspension, the quality of the parts and everything is just absolutely phenomenal. Right. Uh, geometry, I mean, I don't have it on a track. It's a solid axle, but I can a- adjust the rear camber. So that just it tells you how slick and cool that freaking setup is. Problem is, is support in hardware. Huh. So um, that's not great. It's uh, pretty horrific, in fact. I mean, you don't have torque specs. There's no directions and those types of things so we're trying to get that hammered out. i shouldn't say we poor matt um from auto works shout out to matt yeah uh great dude and he's kind of jumping through a bunch of hoops trying to get that squared away so uh but it, it's been a real disappointment we lost skype there it is uh it's been a huge disappointment as far as uh <laughs> as far as development goes not the works auto works knocking it out and doing a great job but we're just kind of yeah. We're gonna owe, we're gonna owe him some of that Wadi's uh, uh, special New yeah, Zealand I think he, tomato sauce when he, he's all done. He might need a semi truck full of alcohol yeah. after <laughs> all that. the grief and aggravation it's caused him. There so, we go. Point, 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 point. Oh, I can. Is that or is that gonna get recorded? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we hey, go. He got me dancing too. All right. Good. What happened, Captain Chaos? I was so scared. Just all of a sudden, I lost you guys. Oh no. If Captain Chaos, you should have no fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, Only uh, truck stop sushi. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would argue burritos too. <laughs> okay, so uh, next vehicle update would be the sixty-five F one hundred. Sixty-five F one hundred. That has been taken up to the Griffins, who had the the booth vehicle and seem and the SEMA show this Mogwai. last year. Um, they're just going to kind of line the body up, just get it squ- squared straight. Uh, we're not going to paint it or anything like that. That's a beater. It's a shop truck. That's what it's, it's going to be. It doesn't need to be pretty. It's a you beater with a coyote. Yeah. You can't touch the patina yeah. on that truck. What, if anything, clean it up and like clear coat, matte clear coated or something yeah. just to save 
keep the patina perfect. Yeah, we just got to patch the hole in the roof. That will yeah. be one thing. Or put, um, or put another CB antenna up there. Yeah, which actually I'm not against. <laughs> that would be kind of slick. Do it Dukes of Hazard style. Uh, but that's just up there. So that's their Mustangs down there. So we have a bunch of room in the shop for the Bronco, which we have now. We're kind of going uh, acquiring parts. We just yeah. had a nice stop at Baja Designs yeah, earlier today. Was... They make some just sick stuff, dude. I I love everything they have. If I yeah. if I had all the money in the world, I would just go buy it there. Blank no, check. no, Blank I would check. I would I would take like a freaking five cylinder honda motor and put a five thousand kilowatt generator <laughs> and just run all the lights on the thing and just have a big big blinding vehicle that, that their stuff is awesome they make such cool stuff i can't wait to get that light bar we got in the bronco yeah um made in the usa right here local to us and they've blown up over the last six or seven years so mm -hmm. just goes to show you that you don't have to be the cheapest. You just got to make high quality, and people Absolutely. come flocking to you. That, yeah. They're a prime example of that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They those guys were great, and you know, it, it's always cool to go there uh, or somewhere where people look at the Bronco and they like really appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's neat because those guys see all kinds of cool yeah. stuff. But it's it's actually nice that we could actually drive it over there yeah. now, where we couldn't do that yeah. before. Before Duff got it fixed and DBR and. Of course, our good friend Kevin, who bails our ass out on everything. So yeah. um, we owe those three people a, a ton. They yeah. need, they need some tomato stuff. sauce, too. Yeah, they need some Wadi's <laughs> tomato sauce, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I rode in it, and uh, it has definitely come a long yeah. way. It's, it's, uh, that's it, a beast it, of a car. As many problems as it has, it puts a smile on my face every time I'm done driving. That's what yeah. you said when yeah. we got back, and, you know, I was excited for you Stand because here. I know that – it has been a challenge. Yeah, and I think I'm still I think I'm a little uh still a little uh brain buzzed from all the CO2 breathing yeah, that in. Yeah, me too. I think I got more cuz I was in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were just well, trying to blow hey, the carbon hey, out of it. Hey, oh. and you were sitting behind him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, might so have got, got a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, I got it from front end. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a that was a good trip. Um I'm going to just dedicate this kind of coming back i guess uh from a little hiatus to tech time because i think we are missed out that so if you don't mind we can just go over fire them off i know we've had a bunch here and then we'll we'll get any uh any insight patrick wants to give us at the end but uh let's uh <laughs> let's start with uh, the questions and again thank you for everybody that submits them um we appreciate it and you can do that directly from our website or you can send it to tech at Heat Shield Products or podcast at Heat Shield Products. Yeah, we like we like questions, comments, and uh, suggestions. And yeah. answers. I yeah. like answers. Oh, yeah, yeah, we like answers. answers, too. Sometimes sometimes we don't know. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps. So first one uh, is our sticky shield which comes up quite a bit and people see it and they're really into it and they want to put it basically on everything. And so the first question here is, uh, can I put your sticky shield on my intake pipe? Will it reduce heat or is there a better product that you make? It'll definitely reduce heat. That's what it's designed for. But the problem is because since uh, the sticky shield, we make it with a real fiberglass insulation, not a poly, which is kind of a cheating way to do it and it doesn't more, make more it as effective flexible, pliable yeah it so the the because it's fiberglass it'll go around a bend a little bit but it wants to pull itself flat 
Like, that's one of the things we do whenever we do an intake manifold heat shield kit. We let it sit for a week to see if it's going to fight itself flat. Because if it does, then we got to cut the pattern down smaller mm -hmm. so it doesn't want to separate itself off the manifold. So it doesn't like those real tight radiuses. It's going to pull itself flat. But the Thermoflex leave, man, lightweight, 90% reflectivity. Stuff's yeah. awesome. Velcro's on. Velcro's on. I'm sorry, on. hook and loop's on. Yeah, that's right. Hook and loop. That's right. And I, I think, too, I mean, you could use the sticky shield, just move down in the application, put it on the box. Yeah, maybe. put it on the airbox yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's so a great place for it. Yeah. Airbox, sticky shield. And with then an IM shield, and you could really get some power. Yeah, mm -hmm. be great. All right. That was a quick and easy answer. You're on fire. Number two. This guy's got a 1984 V8 Jeep Cherokee. He's got custom headers. He says it delivers on the horsepower but it creates a ton of heat in the engine bay, and he wants to cool it down. He said, what do you recommend? And his question was, lava header armor or header armor, can you explain the difference between the two? Looks. Looks and cost, that's the difference between the two. Looks and cost. Yeah, the business end of them are the same. It's like the, the turbo heat shields. The business yeah. end are all the same. It's just the style. So you might get – you'll get some more heat reduction with the lava head or armor. I shouldn't say that because there's a little extra layer of thermal dissipation with the, the lava shield on mm -hmm. the outside. Um, but it's looks. Yeah. You know, the, the cool thing about the – so if you got if you got carbon fiber stuff, the lava head armor is pretty cool because it looks like carbon fiber. If you don't – You're just you looking wanna, for function. Yeah. yeah. You just want the regular old – Head armor. armor. And then you can yeah, color match it, dude. Get, sure. get an engine paint that mm -hmm. matches your color scheme, spray it on the aluminum, and you're ready to go. Yeah. So as the sales manager here, we – you know, obviously, it's not a gimmick or anything, but we make a lot of lava project uh, products. And really, if you wanted to theme the inside of your car and you have lava everything, then you go to the header armor. That's basically why we did the lava header armor, so yeah. you could kind of keep it all looking the same way. Right. So it's, it's a really cool product, and uh, I suggest you check it out. So I think this came from Mike with the Jeep Cherokee. Mahalo. Thank you. Is, is Patrick passed out? No, he's there. Are you okay? I'm here. Okay, yeah. good. This is, I'm here. This is the most quiet you've been in forever. Yeah, I'm not. Does that? Does afraid. that? Does Very the, afraid. I, I'm sorry. I don't know where Patrick is, but Captain Chaos <laughs> Captain has been Chaos, si sorry. silent yeah, for quiet. Uh, a while. <coughs> Patrick, 1994 V8 Jeep Cherokee. What can you tell us about that? Okay, you said a '98. '94. Or '94. Is that? Is it a Cherokee or a Grand Cherokee? I'm assuming it's probably a Jan Grand Cherokee because yeah, it has a V8 a in it. Yeah. Right. I mean, because there's guys that convert the XJs over to V8 power, but yeah, the the 318 powered Grand Cherokees, and I forget what the letter designation is yeah. for those. They're notorious for having heat problems, and guys, you know, because they, they can they can stick a 460 or a 360 in one of those things for more power. But um, you know, the, the good old Magnum LA based pushrod motor. So those things have a really there's a really interesting following with those that's pretty strong and there's a lot of people who consider that that was the first sport sporty or performance sport utility on the market which i think there's some validity there to that argument you yeah. know 
It was the first one available from the factory with a V8 because the Explorer didn't come out with the five liter until 95 when the second gen Exploder uh, first hit the market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one too was that the Durango. I think that was a, that was like those first, those first couple years of the, that, that was a 382, R- wasn't it? Uh, it the RT Durangos were 318s because yeah. they could you could only put an automatic you could only put the 318 in front of the automatic. Yeah. All the like when you see one of the RT Dakotas with the 360, that's you could do that with a, a stick. Yeah. See, I'm not a Mopar guy by any means, but I'll tell you this: they have the best sounding exhaust systems from the factory, dude. They sound great. And I would totally take a Hellcat if somebody gave me one, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it away to anybody for anything. Mm. Though interesting, there's some stuff coming to light on the Gen Three Hemis now. Apparently, there's an oiling issue, and it's it's something that's popping up with engines that have a lot of idle and low RPM time on them. Huh. That under under two thousand RPM. There's not enough splash oiling hitting the cam lobes, and they're wiping out cams and lifters due to lack of oiling. Oh, wow. So do you hear and that, Dodge o- owners? That means to keep your foot in the gas. Yeah. yeah. Pedal to the metal. If you want to save your motor, Haul put your ass. foot in the gas. <laughs> this- so it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's just starting to show up now is they're finding that that's what the deal is, that the, there's not enough windage at low RPM to make sure enough oil splash is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some YouTube videos out on it. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, interesting. Huh, that's pretty cool. That that is interesting. That's something I didn't know. But I, okay, go ahead. Like we can do if we're gonna do the new product, we I'll, I'll make a Mopar update in the new product section. There you go. Ooh, yes. Question three. Uh, it's about motor mounts. Said so I got some motor mounts showing some serious signs of heat. Um, fatigue. Fatigue. Uh, in certain higher power environment so i i would assume he's maybe racing or something like that because he was planning on just using a glass or foil style shield and it says to adhere to itself so i'm thinking a tape unless you have something better yeah so it depends on the application i don't i don't remember if that guy was running an ls or not it was an ls yes yeah so the motor mount shield that's the way to go man that's that thing's awesome the cool thing about okay so the reflective stuff works great Uh it works awesome but it likes airflow in an air gap. Sometimes down towards the bottom of the block there with a the header and and that type of thing, the airflow is a little more limited. So the uh, that lava material works much better there. Plus, it just likes harsh environments where there, if there's oil and that kind of stuff. Sure. You know, if it gets a little bit of oil on it, like with the re- shiny reflective stuff, you know, you worry about performance loss if it's got some kind of covering. Kind of like a solar panel, right? You know, yeah. when they get dirty, they don't they don't function as good. They still function, just not as well. That's the great thing about that lava material. If it gets a little dirty or whatever down there, it won't affect it. Yeah, that reminds right. me of the guys we made for the motorcycle. Yeah. They went 1,600 miles in dirt. It was covered. He said it worked fine, and they literally washed it off with it's just like mild soap and water. Yeah. That was it. It awesome. looked brand new. And that was a lava shield. That was yeah. a lava shield. It was great. Yeah, that, that's why that stuff's great on bags or baggers and those types of things. Or if you've got, like, leather bags and you've got an upholstery shop, just buy some of that and have them sew it on there because that's yeah. there's always a problem with the bags and the exhaust and it heating everything up back there. Yeah, for sure. All right, question number four. This is the last one. Uh, kind of – Changes a little bit here, more of an interior question, but 
This guy's got an aluminum topper on his truck. I'm assuming like a shell of mm. some sort. Unless it's maybe just something that sits on top of the bed, like a, uh, what do you call it, the, the bed top? Yeah, like a, camp, like a camper top. Camper probably, top, yeah. yeah. But he says that there's a tremendous amount of heat inside. I would assume it's just probably aluminum with nothing there. And he's looking for something from Heat Shield Products to line the interior of the topper to reduce heat. What would you recommend? Stealth Shield, that's the yeah. one. Lightweight. Um stuff just works amazing like it's like yeah. i said it's it's actually really a welding blanket material that's what we engineered it for from the get get go it just happened to have uh Sorry. some awesome benefits when we uh let dutch from bear breaks try it on the headliner in his truck and it mm -hmm. made a huge difference for him and he lives in arizona right turbocharged ranger arizona buck hot. 10 plus hot only time even when it was brand new that the air conditioner actually ever worked in the summertime because it, it stayed cool enough where the air conditioner was able to keep up with it. So, mm. works Ranger, good. Ranger. Yeah, yeah, dude, those those original Rangers are great. Those new ones are eh. That's why I'm a little no, worried uh, about I the. Tell you the the new ones do not compare to the old no, Rangers. Not at all. As yeah. someone who grew up with first and second gen Rangers, Nothing there's like just it. there's no touching them. Yeah. That's why I'm a little worried about the Bronco. I'll be honest with you. I, it makes me nervous. Yeah. What was my Ranger first gen or second gen? Your first gen. First, you had this. You had the what, flat what front end. Yeah, what, yeah. Flat yeah. Front end. what year was yours? Ninety one. Right after the Courier. That yeah, ninety one. Yeah, he, 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 he's a Gen one. It was a flat. He had a flat yeah. front end. Yeah. I drove that yeah. thing all over Mexico surfing. It actually drove better on the gas in Mexico than it did up here. Hmm. It was it was amazing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it had been. I, I had eighty-eight. I was and that's and then my dad still has his ninety-five. I was working on it over the weekend. 300,000 miles and still going strong. Yeah, that's pretty wow. awesome. Those are great motor, great little trucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would have lasted longer, but somebody blew the motor in it. No. Bummer. Don't look at me. I didn't drive it. Yeah. No, it wasn't you. It wasn't no, you. We'll say on, on the 89 and up trucks with the four-cylinder, changing the spark plugs, doing a tune-up on the dual plug 2-3 was an oh, absolute yeah. bitch. <laughs> that was always that, that was always sucked. funny. You know, you'd... You'd go in to get a four-cylinder. You needed to. You, you're doing eight, a four-cylinder tune-up, and you had to get eight plugs. People are looking at you like a horns growing out of your head because that was kind of <laughs> uncommon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the four-liter pushrod V6 was a great addition later, 1991, when they started offering that. Yeah. And then you still had the good old three-liter V6, which was just a soldier into the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. That was a good motor. Yeah, mine was a 2.3-liter. Four-cylinder, four yeah. five-speed. You know what that was? That was a pinto motor. Yeah, It, it worked great. I mean, uh, I got to tell you, it yeah. worked great. It got good gas mileage. It was funny. The only upgrade that I had in that whole truck was the headliner. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say the stereo. No carpet. No, it didn't no, come no, with a stereo. Uh, no passenger side. I ran boombox for at least six months before I could save enough money to get a radio for it. But, uh, yeah, no, that was the the two three was the old Lima engine, the Lima two three that dated back to the seventies, and that thing soldiered on for a long time. It's a great yeah. truck. Can I can I go back and ask you something about the Stealth Shield? Sure. The mo a lot of times when we talk about the Stealth Shield alone, it's we're talking about welding blankets, but a lot of our videos show us putting soundproofing down and then the Stealth Shield. Yeah. Do you necessarily have to do that? No, if you're just looking to do heat. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah, I just want everybody just to wear that. I mean, it's, dude. You know, the thing is, is like obviously. Um, 
you know, it'd be great if everybody bought everything we made because yeah. it would ensure food on the table for yeah. our families and stuff like that. But please, you do what mm-hmm. your budget allows you to do. Yeah. Like, hey, if the heat's the most annoying thing, put the stealth shield under the carpet. I mean, yeah, put that down because it had to be glued down. You can just set it down. And then if you want to add sound insulation later, just spend the money and get the sound insulation later. You know. But whatever you do, do not go to Home Depot or a hardware store and get that tar paper crap and put it down there. That is not good sound insulation. No. Just save your money a little bit longer and get yeah. something really designed for it. Just do it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, or, or putting that, like, attic insulation in your cards, too. You're talking about the bubble wrap? The bubble no, wrap I'm, with I'm the just talking about, like, the Pink Panther stuff. Oh. I see people lining <laughs> the insides of their vans with that. Hey, man, where have you been hanging out, dude? Maybe they're making it into a tiny home. That's a (laughs) a tiny home. Well, I guess maybe people are trying to turn it into it, I guess. (laughs) I have no idea. Mm. What's uh, the R value on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, what's the we, R value? And by the way, we do get that R value question a lot, and that just it doesn't apply to hyper uh, like high high heat textiles. It just yeah, that's not a, thermal conductivity is kind of the standard people yeah. use. People always ask us what the R value is, and I and I can't tell them because we don't we don't test it for that because it's not that's not what we that's do. That's not how the industry yeah. measures that. Yeah. 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 That's a housing thing, and you, yeah. you don't have 800 degrees coming yeah, down on top more, of your yeah, roof. Yeah, it's more home construction. Yeah. And companies that use our value, and they're trying to tout it for, for automotive stuff. Yeah. You know, even the OEMs don't even use our values for stuff. So no. It's you know, a they, gimmick. They, it's funny. They do it for glass, but not for any of the insulation components in the car. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the questions I have. Patrick, what do you got on your mind? I'm sure that everybody likes to hear you. <laughs> Uh, speak. So, what? Ca- I'm sorry, Captain Chaos. Yeah, I, yeah. Can you can you put down the spaghetti and meatballs? I don't know where the, the hell this Patrick meatballs? guy is, but I, I've heard his name a lot. I haven't seen him. Can you put down the spaghetti and meatballs and get out of the kuntosh? Have you guys Have you guys tried the rotisserie chicken flavored Pringles yet? Uh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> but we know you're a connoisseur of flavored Pringles. Hey, I, I <laughs> quick fact. Quick fact about Pringles. I saw this on uh, the TV the other day. That guy that invented Pringles, when he died, he was buried in a makeshift Pringle Pringle Oh my God! Coffin. That's awesome. Crazy. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um. No, I'd say you know we're getting we're now in July, which is really 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 strange. It feels like it was just April yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, you're right. Mm-hmm. And we were at the heart of the craziness. But, uh, you know, now that stuff is starting to happen and we're starting to see some car shows and events, Good Guys is having uh, the Heartland Nationals is coming up. And it seems like there's a lot of stuff scheduled for August. And the rescheduled 2020 Power Tour right now is set for late August. Hmm. And it's the time for people to keep in mind that it's going to be even hotter in August than it usually is at the beginning of June when Power Tour takes place. So now is the perfect time to start for your carbureted cars, thinking about what to put on those fuel lines to help prevent vapor lock, because mm, vapor lock is going to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like going to a car show, your car's looking great, and then you go to the cruise, and then guess what? Stops. Yeah. And you're on the side of the road because, I don't know, maybe you didn't want to spend 40 bucks on some hot rod sleeve or something. Yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, That's a high range. I'm just... That's, it doesn't cost that much. I don't want to make ourselves stone too cheap, but it well, is good Well, there's certain stuff. things that don't have to be expensive to be effective. 
and and let's put and it won't look like absolute um I was gonna use another term, let's just say excrement, hmm. like the clothes pins and tinfoil method of shielding fuel lines from heat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh know? yeah. But you do what you gotta so do in a pinch. But 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 now is the time to think ahead and, and guard against that because it's not just you know, when you're in because if you've ever been on and I don't know if you guys have ever been to a power tour, but for the people who have is there's times when you're slow moving traffic on these back roads as thousands of cars are going. So you're not getting a lot of airflow uh, yeah. going through the engine compartment and, and that heat is just jumping and it's going to start boiling some fuel. And, and, and like Chris said, some, some lava, some lava, uh, lava sleeve or some of our other or thermoflex sleeve on your fuel lines can mean the difference from you keeping up with everybody and you sputtering to a stop someplace and then looking around for some ice water to pour on the fuel lines and the carburetor to cool everything back off. Yeah, okay, so if you want to make some money, Patrick, we'll send you a bunch of hot rod sleeves, and you can start selling them out on the power tour to people. I actually, that's very tempting to think about. <laughs> it you really just is. Start, just start blackmailing people. You see them. See? Yeah. And make sure if Finnegan, and, if Finnegan tries to get something from you, you just charge him a mint because that guy's that guy's making a ton of cash right now. I know. Did you see his boat? The Dude, boat awesome. is absurd. Zero I to a mean, hundred in three seconds. Are you freaking kidding me? On water. That's the I, thing. I, I text him. I say, hey, dude, what does that feel like? He's all, it's like sex, Steve. Just just like sex. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> we, can, maybe we can all go for like an overnight trip. We'll fly out in the morning, get out there. Get through the boat and then fly back to. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you can't pin that guy down. His yeah. schedule's booked. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He's like booked and, out for a year. When, when he said that, did you tell him, "Oh, three seconds and you're done"? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that clever. Hey. I'm not that clever. <laughs> you know. But um, something else too, getting along with the the vapor lock issue, and something I've learned from some friends in the carburetor industry, they have found out that the current fuel we're getting out of the gasoline oh, yeah. pumps right now. It is not the same as what used to be, and that the boiling point of current fuel is much lower than what we used to get. That's and wild. I believe it was uh, 115, 120 degrees. It's so all the, it's things all, are a lot all more acceptable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even even the old cars Corn. that might yeah. be totally stocked that would not have had those problems. It's not because of global warming, people. It's the ah! gasoline has a lower boiling point. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly right. It's all the ethanol in there, and that that has lowered the. It's made evap more of a more of a problem. Mm -hmm. Even a much more important reason to shield your fuel line, your air intake. I mean, even the air intake Mm -hmm. that'll help you. You know, Um, just making that that mixture as dense as you can, as cold and as dense as you can. Yeah, that's why your power equipment craps out after one month of uh, non-use. Yeah. All that ethanol. And All the that little, ethanol. Little carbs. Oh yeah, no. Definitely, fuel additive is a must. Yeah. Unless you got a station near you that sells the non-ethanol fuel, which we're lucky enough here because all the boats, most of the stations now, like we've, Wawa has invaded the state of Florida, so it's like the second Jersey invasion down here. Oh. First, all the Yankees came down, and now we've got all their gas stations are coming down here too. So mm. Wawa has invaded everywhere. Yeah. And but they all have pumps that sell non-ethanol what they call boat fuel and it's it's 90 octane non-ethanol basically non-ethanol mid-grade and even in a regular car like a modern car 
you fill up with a full tank of that stuff and, and run it, you'll notice that the vehicle runs better. You'll notice an increase of mileage, like two to three miles per gallon. It's it's mm. pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it is. It's super annoying. They do all this stuff under the guise of helping the environment, and they're actually hurting it because it's causing you to consume more fuel than necessary. Yeah. But that's great for, well, especially in this state, because we get the highest gas taxes yeah. in the country. It's great for the, uh, which only go to the roads. They don't rob from that fund at all. No. Um, that's why we have roads paved in gold here oh, in California. Ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. That's why I have to drive the Broncos because the potholes are bigger than the, the beetle he used to drive in Jeez. high school, you know? Yeah. Uh, the haha bug. Yeah. So that's <laughs> it. Are we done? We're done, but Was, Shane, you got anything to say? No, nah, I think I'm good. After oh, all sh- this hey, time. Hey, well, Shane can attest to gas. That's why we uh, sprung for the $20 Oh, yeah, gas. the $20 a gallon gas from Home Depot for the Honda Trail. Oh. Because it doesn't it doesn't drive all the time. You know, it just right. kind of yeah, sits. So it just sits there. I don't have to worry about it. Crap, you got me up. thinking about my boat. Yeah, my see, little motor. Hey, oh, no, you gave me the additive for it. Yeah, uh, You may just, yeah, if you, you got an anthill in your yard, just drain it. Yeah. With that thing, if you guys aren't using it, use the Stabil Blue, the marine additive. Put that in with the gas, and you'll be all right. The, the boat guys swear by it, so it's great in automotive stuff. It's so, better than the red additive. Oh, okay. I, I like the 360 because I use that for uh, – so I have a generator. I'm a prepper. I fully admit it. I'm a prepper. I live in the state of California, so – you can't help if, it. If the yeah. poop hits the fan and you happen to know where I live, do not come into my yard unauthorized because you will receive some high-speed lead poisoning. Yes. Hell, I, don't, I, I, don't come oh, up our street. Yeah. We're going to have it I, shut yeah. down. I have plenty of that. That, that includes all of us. Yeah, but I do store fuel, mm-hmm. and I rotate my fuel every six months, and I use that Stabil 360 in jerry cans, and it works awesome because it's what I do. When I rotate the fuel, I just dump it in the my wife's car or the Explorer and, you know. I won't put it in the Bronco because the Bronco is too important. Yeah. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I would put it in the Bronco, but I can't put it in my truck because it's diesel. No, so, you yeah. cannot. Don't I, do that. Yeah, that Stabil 360 works good. The other thing, too, I like about that, I've been doing it for four or five years now, and there's not one little sign of rust on those metal jerry cans on the inside. Oh, nice. That is they amazing. They look brand new. Really, that yeah. is awesome. amazing. Well, right on. So if you want to uh, send us some questions, send it to podcast at Heat Shield Products, tech at Heat Shield Products, or just look us up on the website. We're there. I just invite everybody to check out the website. We're always up uploading new stuff, new information. Check out Captain Chaos's blogs. Uh, very informative. Um, if you like to hear the things that he has knowledge about, he definitely uh, – We'll knock your socks off on some of the blogs that yeah. we do. So mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Have a. We hope you had a happy because by the time this gets edited, number yeah. one, we hope you had a happy Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For we sure. hope you're thankful for living in the United States of America because we're all blessed to live here where we do. Yeah. And uh, even though we got a bunch of coconuts out here who hate it, I say they all take off and leave and leave the people that love this country here to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah we all may become cul-de-sac commandos. You yeah. never know. Hey, oh, yeah. four, four years ago, they promised they were going to leave the country. I know, they're still here. Things, and yeah. they yeah, still have it. Still here. Yeah. yeah I love, there are people offering to charter flights for them all to leave the country, and they never did. Yeah. So, no. bummer. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you lo- love it or leave it. <laughs> hey, man, we're America. Gonna- we're going to leave it on that. You and, uh, yeah, thank you all. Yeah, take yeah. care. Yeah.
From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next.